Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the <laughs> weekly recap of, uh, <laughs> of Belmont Bunch, the Islanders doing her thing. Um, Tom, how are you? Uh, I am tired and unshaven. How are you, James? I'm great. I got a New Jersey repping my boy Nelly, you know, the most underrated not underrated, the most least talked about best player on the team, um, you know? And uh, so the I'll share one story before we get started. I, uh, I have the only game I've been to this season. I've got a chance to see UBS. Uh, it was amazing. I was excited. I was going to wear my Nelson jersey. You know, they were wearing the third. I think they were wearing the third jerseys that night. Mm. And I grabbed the wrong one out of the closet before I left grabbed the blank jersey with no name i know i know so that was very disappointing but they won so that was great all right that's a rare um, occurrence yeah let's roll the intro all right now let's roll the intro <laughs> <laughs> and... well james uh thank you for doing that intro i was on vocal rest uh but i'm not anymore so um so Any far time. this season has been eight kicks in the face to me. Um, our first season doing this where the Islanders have not been in playoff contention. How have you felt, James? Ooh, yeah. Um, it felt like that they were just so early in the season. It was just like, man, we got a long road road um, stretch. I think it was like, what, a 14 game road stretch, something like that. 13 games. 13 games. Yeah. And so. So I, like, I think we were all, a lot of people were expecting like, okay, it's gonna be tough in the beginning of the season. Then we're going to get our new stadium. It's gonna be amazing. Um, and never lose at home. Yeah. Never Fort never lose two. Um, and, uh, and so that was from early on, right. As soon as I started playing at Belmont, it was like an eight game at home losing streak or something like yep, that. I was at a few of those games. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You're at the first one. Yes. Which was awesome. Wearing a suit. Yes, wearing a suit because you were like, I got to dress up for my Islanders. Yeah, I was you know? on the job. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And there's a picture with you and a second picture you took with John Ledecky. Yes, John Ledecky, who clearly at this point knows who I am. Well, actually, I was going to ask, did he remember you? He did say Tom. No, wait, like he said Tom before you introduced yourself. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like legit? No. <laughs> but I really built it up, didn't I? Um, <laughs> That's because well, when we met recently, him, recently, when we met him, like whatever, like three yes. years ago, he said, "Like I never forget a face." He, um, well, it was more like I said, "Hey, I'm Tom. I, I went to a thing of yours." He was like, "Yeah, yeah, mm, yeah." You're like, mm. "We are best friends. We I hang know. out all the time." Yeah, he had eight bodyguards behind him. Like, sir, mm-hmm. we have our M16s trained on us. <laughs> um, but, um, God, I don't even remember what the hell. How did we get here? Anyway, yeah. I was just saying, because you were at the first game, you know, oh, they, yeah, had a, yeah. they had a terrible eight-game losing, at-home losing streak. I had to keep going up to people and interviewing them. That was and fun. How many people do you think you interviewed? Uh, probably a couple dozen. Oh, wow. Okay, that's good. But um, I think you were probably the first person in all of Islanders fandom that was like, that's it, season's done. You know, Islanders are, they're, they're not making the playoffs. <laughs> I, I, I feel, I mean, it, which is funny because uh, we're going to debunk this at the end of the year when I do my predictions 
our recap of my predictions, but I, I generally feel like I have a good beat on like how a team is and whether, or even early on, like, Oh, this team just doesn't have it. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously uh, don't trust what I say because I had the crack in making the playoffs. So, just... and I think you had the Rangers near the bottom. Well, yeah, I had them near the bottom of a very, very good division. That, okay. Generally. That's, that's a, that's a good cop out. But... To be fair uh, or to be unfair, the division ended up not being quite as great as I thought it'd be like the devils and flyers Sweet. stink and the Islanders are meh and Columbus is meh. And I thought that the devils and flyers would be better than they are. But anyway, well, actually, I, I got that? the standings up right here. So right now, Carolina's number one. Yeah. Um, Rangers, Pittsburgh, Washington, Columbus, us, New York Islanders. And then yeah, uh, I got like everything wrong except devils and Philly, except yeah. that I, yeah, nah, it was just a we gotta look got back at whatever. Yeah. Anyway, so um, so yeah, I think you were probably among the first people that I knew of that, or that I you know saw, um, uh, on um, uh, you know, with uh, other people's opinions online, that uh, that the Islanders were probably not gonna make the playoffs. Obviously, they still might. Am I right? And Shut uh, up. here we are, game sixty-five. Uh, we have played. 65 games yes yeah okay oh yeah i literally had it right in front of me uh with a total of 67 points so that means that we have less points you were going to point this out later i'm stealing your your uh Mm -hmm. realization we have less points playing 65 games than we did in all of the 56 game season which was last season yes yes which is we had 71 points i think that season yeah we had 71 last year yeah so that's pretty cool um pretty cool cadillac question (laughs) uh no i said it's it's pretty sad oh yes pretty cool though so anyway um (laughs) so so anyway yeah so the moral of the story is i've been um it's been there's been some fun games this season like there's definitely been exciting moments but it's almost like followed by like wow i'm surprised we won rather than like yeah they can't really like we played really well um yeah they're struggling to like string together like a bunch of good games it's just like well, we, we've had a lot of stretches of like win one, lose one, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. I feel like that's that like outside of the beginning of the season, I feel like that's pretty much been it. Yeah. And um, it's, that's made it, I feel like almost more frustrating than just losing consistently because, you know, you keep looking for that corner that they're going to turn and they just never did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, it's almost like, uh, I don't know if this is a fair thing to say, but I would, uh argue that it seems like as soon as they one player starts like starts picking it up and playing better like another player out of nowhere like starts like like getting lazy or playing bad so Mm -hmm. and the reason i say that is because um and maybe this isn't fair but like sezikis lately who has been like a staple of you know like tough player whatever yeah taking like multiple penalties every game and he's a big, he's one of our most important penalty killers. He really can't be doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, like there was period, What uh, I forget when it was, but I know earlier this season, I think Bo was a healthy scratch. Bailey was like doing poorly. And then now, now he's kind of picking it up. Um, Chara has been an exemplary old player. <laughs> I want to die. The fact so anyway. that, that he finessed the Islanders into helping him get the record for most games played for a defenseman and all the Islanders had to do was sacrifice their whole season. Great. Good trade. Glad that <laughs> happened. Um, but anyway, are we well, ready for so, me to launch? 
are we ready for me to launch? Yeah, yeah. So I, I th- that's my overall thing of the season. It's been, it's been like, it's been still worth watching, and I enjoy watching it. But it does feel like some, you know, just the the magic's gone from from the the past three seasons. So mm. um, maybe it'll come back. Maybe it just takes like you know to to fix that hole in the left side of the defense. Um, maybe it takes cheating. <laughs> maybe it takes uh, you know steroids. I don't. Know. No. Um, <laughs> but. <laughs> But anyway, so what would you say, Tom? Um, I feel like my face says a lot because I look a lot more tired. And um, I feel like in the recaps, I'm really battling to be interested. Um, although last night was a little bit different because like like I, like the video title said, I tried to change my mindset a little bit. And uh, because we, we really aren't, we're just not going to get a great draft pick. We're too good to be in that mm-hmm. bottom like five and we're not good enough to be in it. So I I'm kind of just rooting for them because, you know, them playing well, at least gives me hope that the core could still do something. Um, you know, it might be false hope. Uh, I am a little bit doubtful um, that this could just be turned around without making significant moves. Um, I talked about this the other day with my brother, but currently right now we have, um, where are we in the league? Uh, uh, thankfully ESPN does not have the rankings numbered 32, 31, 30, 29, 28, 27. The Islanders are 24th in goals for per game. Um, 2.72, um, continue to be good in goals against, um, the goaltending for me, what scares me the most is our biggest strength. And that's not great because, um, I'd like to enjoy our biggest strength. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, our biggest strength is our goaltending by a mile. Mm-hmm. Um, our goals against average uh, for our goalies is 269. Um, our save percentage as a team is first in the league. We're wasting the best goaltending in the league this year. We have a 922 combined save percentage. Um, it is two points higher than Calgary, than Carolina, than the Rangers. That is is worrisome because to me what that says is um the goaltending is bailing the team out and we still aren't repaying the goalies um you know a a microcosm of that is the shootout this year we are Mm -hmm. one in six in the shootout obviously it's not the difference between making the playoffs and not um we're way too far out for that to really be a huge difference but i just I, like I said, that's a microcosm. I feel like that's just emblematic of the goaltending is doing its job and the shooters can't do theirs. Um, offensively, you want to go through some guys. It's been interesting recently. Some guys have had a resurgence, um, which is nice. Uh, it gives me a little bit of hope for next year that, you know, maybe you infuse one or two more players. Um, obviously, they have to be pretty good players. Like you want, you want a Philip Forsberg. You want a Johnny Gaudreau. You want somebody that can really, really push these guys because, um, you know, our biggest, our, our top point getter has 48 points. Mm-hmm. Um, there are players that have just entered 90 points on other teams. Yeah. That's a significant, I know that we score as a group, but I'm looking at the, the, the group, uh, <laughs> I'm looking at the reference and I'm not seeing any scoring <laughs> and I'm looking at, um, Brock Nelson's had a really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, I it's love surprising it. He, this is the first time he's hit 30 goals. That's yeah, very, he's surprising. always flirted with it. He's been yeah. in the area, but it, it's really good to see him, um, kind of get to break, you know, break out. He's already been a good player in a pretty well-known quantity. 
as a really good second line center. So he's doing his job. I, I, I guess the only critique I'll have of Barzal is um, maybe forcing it a little bit too much this mm-hmm. year. Um, you know, his first time in the NHL. Uh, well, no, the first year he missed the playoffs, but uh, that team was more in it. That team was not as good as this team because mm-hmm. that first team he was on was an Islander team that was run, 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 go, 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 score 80 goals a game, give up 90. Mm-hmm. Um, that was that Islander team. And that Islander team somehow was still in the playoff chase that year. Just so happens this year, the East has had the most dead playoff race of all time. The eight teams that are in the playoffs have basically been in those entrenched in those playoff spots for like two or three months. There has been no playoff chase and there will be no playoff chase. The Islanders at this point, I, I guess I'm just rooting for them to be the top team that misses in the East um, to pass Columbus, just to give me something to root for mm-hmm. um, because I don't want to root against them. And I think they're too, too high, uh, too far ahead of the bad teams. Anyway, um, Noah Dobson is fourth on the team in points. That is something to look at in this year and actually be happy about. I know like, you know, generally having your defenseman, unless you have like a Makar, Yossi, um, Fox, mm-hmm. um, you know, your defensemen, you would not think are that high up with the Islanders. It's just, they got to get it, whatever offense they can well, get. From so wherever. I think, I think I'm actually on record saying last season, cause that's when they were playing Dobson kind of like how they're Wallstrom now. It's like, he wasn't in every yeah. game. And, uh, you know, it's just, I guess that's just the Barry and Lou way. Um, and me, I'm pretty sure I was talking about Dobson is that he's, you know, he has that offset off uh, offensive mindset mm-hmm. and, you know, it's just like that doesn't drive with the very defensive uh, mindset, you know, yeah. of Lou and Barry. So it's interesting. I don't know. Like my guess is that it's just a factor that he's been playing and he has that offensive offensive mindset that he's been getting the points and goals and whatnot. Um, or I, like, I don't know how much it is. I, I do. I am curious if it's a change of mindset of Lou and Barry. Um, well, I do think that Barry has let Noah Dobson and part of it's been injuries and like mm-hmm. just not having as good a defense as last year. Um, I guess one of the things you could take out of this year is we really got to see Noah Dobson get a little bit better defensively. Um, you know, it, it's not perfect, but it's getting there and kind of take the Nick Letty role. Um, yes. of being the puck moving defenseman. Um, he has 10 goals, 28 assists coming into the year. I keep saying this. That's the year I thought Ryan Pollock would have. Obviously Ryan Pollock was hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and Pollock, I think has been um, not great, but so he you has know, like, 14 well, offensively. So he has 14 mm-hmm. points and two goals. Yeah. It's not terrible. Um, more so defensively. I think uh, he's still lagging a little bit behind because he had a injured start to the year. Um, but, uh, oh, no Dobson's averaging the second most ice time per game, average time on ice on the team, wow. which is After good. Who? Um, it's, it's in a year like this, what you need to do is find out, you know, what we have in these guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, once, once the season season's kind of lost, unfortunately, um, it's time to figure out who is worth keeping. And, um, I think a few guys are on the border. Um, Pajot, because of his contract is not going to be moved, but Pajot, if the Islanders are to be a playoff team next year, Pajot needs to be significantly better. Um, he has 29 points in 63 games. Um, he's just been not extremely visible a lot of nights. 
Um, he's good in the faceoff circle. He's 56%. That's good. That's something that he adds. Um, Beauvillier um, recently has been playing pretty well. A lot of uh, assists recently. Um, Josh Bailey is somehow up to 32 points, uh, which is good for when Arizona has to really, really down on Josh Bailey. Like, like as soon as the Islanders started doing bad, you were like, that's it. The freaking Kraken should have taken Josh Bailey. We should still have Everly. Like you were. Yeah. Which was easier to say in the first half when Kyle Palmieri couldn't score, but now Palmieri has played pretty well in the second half. Since he had a kid, he's been like, I got something to play for. Dad power is always important. Mm -hmm. Um, Oliver Wallstrom. Um, maybe that's it. Maybe Josh Bailey and, and Kyle Pomeria, you know, they've been having dad talks and like, they, yeah, since they're yeah. both dads and they have that dad energy. Anyway, yeah. um, Oliver Wallstrom has 22 points, he's got 12 goals. Um, I like, I really like that Barry's been playing him with Barzal. Um, mm-hmm. it's not been amazing, like, it hasn't had that instant effect that we all hoped it would, but um, it's definitely a worthwhile. You know, like if we were still in the playoff chase and it wasn't working, I'd say scrap it immediately. But this is experiment time. This is figure out who works with who. Um, we experimented when the season was falling apart with a first line of Paul Mary, Barzal, and and Parise, and it worked pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, you know, uh, things ebb and flow, and it's been worthwhile to see Barzal play with Wallstrom just to get an idea of Mm -hmm. how those guys could play together. Um, Adam Pellick has 23 points. Look at Um, his plus minus though. I was going to bring that up before he has the highest by a mile. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, it's funny because plus minus is always. And then Zidane Ochara is number two. I knew, I knew that's what you're going to say. I don't take much out of plus minus because Mm -hmm. I, there's a little bit you can take out of it. You can take out the fact that like, basically every regular is no better than a two, you know, like, cause right. Zarnik's there as, as a plus five, but he played like 11 games. Um, Dobson is a plus 10. I, I don't know what to, I mean, Char's also got 77 penalty minutes, which is like 20 more minutes than the next play. It's does exactly that, 20 more. Does that count as, um, wait, so does pen, if, if you're in the box and mm-hmm. a goal is scored, does that count as a minus? Um, I don't think so. That's interesting. And that should definitely be so adjusted. So it could be worse. Yeah. <laughs> that should definitely be adjusted because if you think about it, like, you know, if like you, your absence on the ice is because of you, I mean, I, you know, effectively, right? Yeah. Do you anyway. want to take a, um, don't look, but take a crazy guess at who has the most shots on the team? Who has the most shots? Yeah. Who is taking the most shots? I'm trying not to look at my computer screen because it's right. It's 163 shots. Who do you think it is? Definitely not Josh Bailey. Um, (laughs) I would say Josh Bailey has taken 62 shots, 101 fewer than this player. I'm going to go for, it's a defenseman and I'm going to say it's Dobson. It is. Yes. Well done. Nice. All right. I got it. Really good job. I would never guess a defense. I wouldn't have guessed that unless we were talking about it. Wallstrom, like a, just Dobson in general, but yeah. Wallstrom has the second tied with Brock Nelson for 138. Mm. Um, of something of note, shooting percentage. Brock Nelson's shooting 23%. That is ridiculous. Well, hang on. That is almost one in four shots is going in for him. Shooting percentage. I don't have that one. 
that's on uh, i'm looking at hockey reference but oh, i'm, uh, I'm on um, nhl like ross johnson's shooting 20 percent because he has five shots in the year and he has one goal bro i i need to make amends man bro i was like he was your like, favorite player for a two seasons ago i was like man ross ross the boss he's the best person ever it's like it's painful to see him on the ice I'm like, you're a real painful hockey fan now. for me, painful for the opposing team. You yeah. know what I mean? Like <laughs> he's not fun to watch. Like he was fun to watch. Cause he was like an extra guy that was like, you know, sometimes in the fourth line, mix things up. But now it's like, you go like this, like an yeah, old time yeah, fighter. Exactly. You do the shrug, but it's just like, it's like, he's just doesn't know how to play hockey. I mean, I am. Can I just say, I am so proud that I've made a miserable hockey fan out of another person. <laughs> Cause a couple of years ago, when we started this up, you were like, Ross Johnson's great. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and I just, you know, isn't honestly, that Komarov guy amazing? <laughs> I regret everything. I wish I had left you as a, like an excited person, but I have yeah. made you an Islander fan, but and I um, accept my fate anyway. Any, anyway, but um, I guess, all right. Ge- wrapping up my general thoughts. Um, Cause we, kind thoughts. Of went on, we went into more of a tangent on individual players than I thought I would. Yeah. Same. But, um, wrapping it up, my I am still very concerned that this core just doesn't have enough goals in it to make it through the regular season. The last couple of years, um, you know, we've been helped out by COVID. It's a good thing that COVID happened. Quote me saying no. Uh, <laughs> quote me as saying that's a that's such a horrible thing. Um, no, the the Islanders got bailed out by the pandemic. Um, they were falling apart when that happened, and um, obviously last year was a very interesting setup where they played Buffalo eight times that helped. They played New Jersey eight times. They played mm-hmm. a not so great flyers team eight times. So I think what this is showing me is when the schedule is evened out and you have to play 82, this Islander team is not talented enough offensively to score enough goals to, to, to get them into the playoffs. And uh, I think Lou needs to see that because that season was falling apart before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we would have made the playoffs. And it's interesting because he's crafted this very effective playoff team. It's funny. I was saying this to my brother the other day. I think this current team could still compete hard in the playoffs because they're built to take a team apart in a best of seven. Um, they're not, however, built to win enough games to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And that is something that needs to be addressed. I know it's worrying because the Islanders did nothing at the deadline. Um, Cal Clutterbuck was re-signed. It's not like he's been amazing this year. Zach Parise was re-signed. I think that's, you know, a whatever, that's fine. Um, But Zach Parise did get better as the season went on, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, And and to your point also about uh, the – the you know Islanders are more of a playoff team and it it's almost like I, I don't remember if we definitely talked about this at some point last season the 56 game season where we were only playing our division mm-hmm. that was basically the playoffs all year all season yeah. you know like you're you're like it might not be games in a row um yeah, like, it's like mini series but yeah it's but it's I mean it's it's not far apart if you're playing the Islanders twice a week <laughs> you know what I mean or yeah or once a week even right and so um so yeah, so, so in a weird way, because because of the abbreviated season for two seasons in a row, as well as the playoff like style of the abbreviated season, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like they um it makes sense that they did so well, you know, yeah. in hindsight. And you know what, to be a little bit optimistic, which is something I'm not very good at, 
They so not enough goals per game. But if you look at the other areas, goals against fifth, um, fifth mm-hmm. best, um, power play is actually close to 21%. It's middle of the league because power plays apparently have just decided to be all amazing this year. Mm-hmm. 20% used to be considered elite. Now it's middle. I don't know how that happened. Um, we're the sixth best penalty kill. So if you if you look at that stuff. What percentage is penalty kill? Uh, 83.2. Okay, great. Wow, yeah. If you look at this kind of stuff, I think it tells you that I'm wrong to give up on this core. Like, But it, it definitely, there's one area to address, and it's scoring. And, and I do think team defense could be better. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they pl- basically played with a, a hole in the left side of the defense the whole year. And a, a scary thing is thinking about how much worse would this team be if the goaltending wasn't the best in the league? Mm-hmm. Uh, this team would be really bad. Um, so the, I, I think people have identified this. Islander fans have been watching it the whole year. It's been easy to identify a scoring winger and probably a top four left-handed defenseman. I talked about a few weeks ago, Hampus Lindholm. He is now a Boston Bruin for the next eight years. Bro, um, we keep on losing these good players. To yeah, like and it, there's not a lot to pick from come offseason. So, like, in, uh, free agency is not super uh, vibrant this year. Um, that could be – the Islanders should try to improve um, via the trade if they can. Um I know uh, it was brought up on Twitter today by uh, Phil's Facts, uh, who I interact with on Twitter a lot, that um, the Minnesota Wild are going to be in a cap crunch because they bought out Zach Parise's contract, because they bought out uh, Ryan Suter's contract. The Islanders have to, at this point, uh, you know, they don't have a lot of assets for trades. That worries me a little bit, but they have to get aggressive in the trade market uh, if they're not going to be able to just win players over with money um, because they're paying their bottom six a little bit too much, then they're going to have to take advantage of teams that are cap strapped. Mm. Like Minnesota is going to be cap strapped. Can you get Kevin Fiala? Can you get a winger from that team? You have to look at teams that are going to be, that might need to trade a decent player. Vegas Vegas uh, right now is over the cap because they they couldn't figure out how to do what the Lightning did last year, where they finagled it a little bit, you know, in a way that people right, saw yeah, with as, the playoff. Yeah, yeah. But it is interesting because you have to give your uh, to tip your cap to the Lightning at least for doing it right because Vegas screwed it up and now one of their players isn't going to be able to come back because they don't have the cap space. That's an Damn. awful position to be in. Um, so for the Islanders, yeah, um, scoring winger top four defensemen on the left side. And then um, they should be back in the discussion for the playoffs next year. If they can do that, that's a big if though. Yeah. Well, so this is something I think about a lot is when we had, when we talked to James Duffy on the podcast, like, you know, five years ago or whatever that was, um, he said, like, are we opening this window of opportunity? Like, you know, we can only open it so wide before, like, you know, we're like hanging out the window so far. Yeah. And then like it all comes crashing down because everybody's aging. Um, yeah. and you know, and so it's like last season, I felt like I thought that was the epitome of it. You know what I mean? We made like the, the best stretch we have, mm-hmm. you know, since the previous season. Um, and, uh, and, and it like, it was close and now it's like it, like, you know, we're already talking about next season and, yeah. ha- and like keeping the same core and all that stuff. And so it's like, you can only do that for so long before literally, you know, 
everybody's just too old and then yeah. you know they no definitely they, the window could close and this is this is probably the most important offseason the Islanders have had in a very long time because to keep um you know the the momentum that you had going new arena I, I, obviously previous to that you turned the franchise around you started uh, making the playoffs going deep into the playoffs you got a new arena so you're attached to Long Island now you don't have to worry about relocation um now you you come to this juncture where Lou has to not be loyal and that's not easy for him mm. he has to be more cutthroat with his yeah. decisions um he has to find a way to um even though Josh Bailey's played a lot better I'll give him the credit uh Josh Bailey has been uh you know I thought at the beginning of the year he looked scared. Um, I think he looks a lot better out there, but um, to enable yourself to make those bigger moves, it's very possible you have to dump him to Arizona, someone with cap space, um, because you have to create enough cap space for you to take a real run at some big players. Johnny Gaudreau is in the midst of a 90-point season. He's going to make a lot of money, a lot of money. And if you want him playing with Matt Barzal, and I desperately do, uh, Johnny Gaudreau has 30 goals and 60 assists this year. Um, no Islander has 60 points. He has 60 assists. <laughs> uh, the top Islander point getter is 48. Johnny Gaudreau has 30 goals. Johnny Gaudreau. We get would, it. You like know, him. Yes. <laughs> um, I think it's. That one's a pipe dream because mm-hmm. um, after like, I think he might've been on the outs with Calgary and now Calgary is like the second best team in the West and mm-hmm. has a le- legitimate shot at making a run. Um, so I think you are looking at Philip Forsberg as the option right now, who uh, is a great second option. Um, but again, uh, the Islanders have been uh, unfortunate in the uh, free agent sweepstakes the last few years. They almost got Panarin. They just missed out. They almost got Taylor Hall. Well, maybe, you know, yeah. but, and but like, um, from a parent, I don't know if it was both of them, but apparently they, I know with Panarin, we offered him more money mm-hmm. and he wanted, but was that true also with Hall? I don't remember. I honestly don't recall. Yeah. But I but, remember we played mm-hmm. the Bruins like right after they acquired Hall. Yeah. You know, and like, so whatever, but um, no hard feelings or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, we got to talk about two more things. I don't want, unless there's anything else you want to discuss before no, that. No, no, no. Uh, you wanted to do, Oh God, the U S just gave up a second goal. <laughs> if they lose. All right. Hold on. So obviously the U S is trying to qualify for the world cup tonight. Um, they can lose the, uh, there are still 30 minutes left. The U S has to just avoid losing by six and they go to the world cup. So they can lose by five and still go to the world cup. Yes. Okay. They're currently down two nil in Costa Rica um crazy things have happened i am going to be on suicide watch if they blow this all right so um all right so now now we gave away to everybody when we're recording this this, the magic's gone just like yeah so uh hot and not of the players um we kind of already talked about it but let's go through the roster let's go like pull up the roster We'll, we'll do it by how should we do it how should we organize the players well, two points I, I guess we can just – here's an idea. If you wanted to go through the roster, like I was just going to name a player. Let's just go through it fast. Okay. I will give them like an A through F grade. All right. Okay. So how, how do you want to organize it? Just So I just have it organized by points. Okay. So I can, I can just say the player and then my grade. 
Yeah, yeah I'll have it say on your screen. Too. So, okay, go for it. All right, ready? All right, so in points order, Brock Nelson. What's your I, Oh, I'm going? I, I, I'm going to do one too, but you can go. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't know there was going to be a test. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, I, I don't care. Nobody cares about my grades. Let's just do okay. your grades. He gets uh, an I'm going to give me. Brock Nelson uh, A minus. A minus, bro. Are you crazy? Is there a um, curve? I guess it, it, it just took, like it took him a little bit to get all the way going, and now he's like on fire. Bro, I do not want you as a teacher. I don't sure. know. It's okay, tough. A like, minus. Okay, well, look. <laughs> no, I'm, so, I'm kidding, bro. On any <laughs> other team, he'd be like their third or fourth best scorer. But we're talking about the Islanders. Here. Okay, he's an A for the Islanders. <laughs> right, I guess the nice. grading curve is the Islanders. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Barzell. Like uh, I'll give Barzell a B. Um, okay, I think that's like fair. I said, been, I, I think he know. needs to be a little bit more direct. There are times where he mm-hmm. meanders through the zone, and it's like you could have just beat the guy with your speed going forward. And um, I and I I, I don't know how to describe it, but I 100% agree. He's been trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. He's trying to force things for you know where it's like the smart thing might maybe the smart thing isn't to go deep in the zone alone with nobody to pass it to. You know what I mean, like stuff like that. But mm-hmm. anyway, um, Anders Lee, uh, I'll give him a B. Um, man, it was probably like a C minus earlier in the year. And mm-hmm. hey, um, credit to him. I called him out. He started playing great. Well, I'll two, take credit for it. Two things actually on that. Sorry, I know we said we're gonna do this fast, but mm-hmm. we can't do anything fast. Um, is that uh I've from what the color commentators are saying, I think AJ Molesco is saying it, like it does take a while to get used to having your knee back and like trusting yes. your knee from like a from blowing out an uh a, a, from a bad knee injury. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can definitely understand that from any player that's had a serious injury like that. And then also on a somewhat related note, they think they were also saying that it's like, it take, it might take some time for them to have gotten used to playing in Belmont. Um, mm, yeah. You I know, mean, they like lost that, home, their first that seven. home advantage didn't apply to them until they had played a few games in there. So yeah, they played a bunch of games with like AHL guys. No, oh, really? Fair. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, when they, cause they were going through COVID at that time. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. Co- that coincided. So I remember um, opening night at the arena. You know, Richard Ponick played. Um, a few nights later, Andy Andreov played. Like guys, no, no one else. Like you haven't heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So Anders Lee, uh, I gave a B. Uh, Noah Dobson, I'm going to give an A minus. Um, all right. I guess the the only minus is that I think he could be a little bit better in his own zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Bailey somehow is fifth in. 15 points on this team um i'm going to give him a c minus um it was an f at some point in the year and yes it's definitely been better for like uh maybe like a dozen games he's been like noticeably better um yeah anthony beauvillier i don't know c i just like Maybe maybe C plus C plus. Really, oh, I'm surprised. Um, I thought he was going to be at least e- on par with Bailey. Well, I think his effort is there, and he adds more in terms of forechecking and speed. Yeah, that's true. And uh, I, I just want the consistency to be a little bit better. And maybe that's it's just you know he's not as young as he used to be. I, I'm look, he's still young. He's 24. Um, but he like we're getting to the point where we know who he is as a player. Yes. And yes, who yes. he is as a player might just not be a consistent player. Um, that, is, that is sad to think about. Maybe this is going to be one of the lower ratings. John Gabriel Pajot. I'm going to give a D. Um, good in the face-off circle. 
not very noticeable outside of that really mm-hmm. honestly um yeah just they need him to score more they're paying him i mean it's not his fault that he's getting five million a year but they need him to score more goals um he had 10 he has 10 right now yeah that's not great. um and he used to have a really good shot and i'm just not seeing it anymore um zach parise um b minus um that's higher than i thought really good effort you know what? In retrospect, he, 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 him and Bovillia, I think, play with the same very similarly in terms of like the amount of effort for checking mm-hmm. speed. Well, maybe sure. not Zachary's anymore with the speed, but still. Yeah, know. no, I, I can agree with that. I would say um, that they're similar in that they're both kind of like uh, pests. They're, uh, yes. you know, in the best way possible. Like uh, Parise is always working hard. You really appreciate, I think the fans really appreciate that Zach Parise is clearly always working his ass off. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ha- now has 27 points. And it's really, you know, like, that's not a lot of points, you would think. But for a guy that they signed, you know, to be a third liner that ended up having to play first line minutes, um, you know, he eventually started to get going. Kyle Palmieri. I feel like it's only fair to give him, like, the same exact grade. So what did I give Parise? A C plus? Parise, you gave a B minus. All right. I'll give uh, I'll give Palmieri the same. Um, Palmieri, we already kind of talked about it. Second half, yeah. he's gotten going. His shooting percentage is only 9%. So if that regresses positively a little bit more uh, the rest of the way and next year, uh, he should be back to like uh, close to a 20 goal scorer, which is something they could use. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Um, Adam Pellick, um, let's give it an A. Um, I think offensively, I think I've seen more from him than usual. I think he's got a career high in assists. He's got 23 points. Um, he's a shutdown defenseman and I feel like he's gotten more dynamic as a skater. Uh, I mean, I couldn't agree more. The fact that he's out shooting out everything in Pollock is bizarre. Um, well, but he, I you mean, know, he Pollock missed he has, a lot of time. That's true. I forgot. I keep on forgetting that. Um, but I mean, like he's, he hasn't sacrificed anything defensively, you know, mm-hmm. like he's still like, yeah, this is good defensively. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver Walsh or... a plus I give just to clarify Pelicans an a plus. Okay. Oh, very anyway. good. Uh, Oliver Wallstrom. Um, I don't know. I feel like a C is exactly right. Like um, maybe a little bit higher, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit higher because um, he is only 21 and for a 21 year old to, you know, he's closing in on 15 goals. Um, if he finishes the year with 15 as a 21 year old, I think we just keep being patient with him. He needs to get out of the penalty box a little bit. He has mm-hmm. 45 penalty minutes this year. Um, so, yeah, just keep your – he needs to work on his skating a little bit. Uh, we know his shot is lethal. Um, but I am encouraged that he is getting there because I, I tend to forget that he's only 21 mm-hmm. and I need to be a little bit more patient with him. Um, Scott Mayfield, um, a B. Um uh honestly which is saying a lot (laughs) i I should bump it up to a b plus he had to play a lot of minutes when pollock was out Mm -hmm. um i think he did pretty well with that he has 18 points Uh, i feel like he's done a good kind of like adam pellick they've both done a good job of like getting pucks to the net this year um pellick has 78 shots mayfield has 80 Mm -hmm. you know maybe more next year but uh they're both shooting exactly 3.8 percent which is funny so they've just been very similar in the offensive department. Um, but yeah, uh, B plus for added 
time on ice this year. Uh, Cal Clutterbuck, um, see, uh, he's been fine. He, he's, I, I, he's, uh, I had a little bit more of a scoring touch than I expected him to. Um, yeah, I guess he's got 15 points. Uh, yeah. He used to be a little bit more lethal as a goal mm-hmm. scorer, but yeah, uh, he's getting older. He's 34 years old. Like, you know, wow. it's a good wow. thing we didn't re-sign him. He's ancient. No, um, kidding. Ryan Pollock almost don't want to give him a grade uh, because uh, you know what? He's played 40 games. That's half a season. Um, give him a C as well. Um, I think it's taken a little bit, like kind of like you said with Anders Lee's injury, it's taken a little bit for Pollock. He's clearly what was his he, injury. And I, I can't, it wasn't, his it, was, also. it was lower body. I think uh, they didn't. Cause they, there's a picture of him in a scooter, you know, yeah, with his like, leg up, but what I said, that was cute. Oh, oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to be real hard on the fourth line. And Casey Sezikis is next. Casey Sezikis gets a D. Um, a D? Yeah. Um, D plus. D plus. Um, this has been kind of a controversial opinion, I guess. Um, there are a lot of people that are like, well, yeah, he's not going to score 20 goals again. And that's uh, obviously true. He's got eight. He It took him a while to get. It kind of like feels like every Islander spent the first half of the year not being able to score mm-hmm. and now is scoring. Sezikis, though, stop taking penalties. 40 penalty minutes. Um, he keeps hurting his team with these bad penalties. Um, I mean, there was a game, I forget who they were playing, but like a week ago, whatever, like, you know, they, he got like four penalties, three yeah. or four penalties in a game. Yeah. That's and ridiculous. it hasn't slowed down. It hasn't really slowed down. It's basically been every game he's been in the box. Um, So for me, this one is um, more the eye test and me Mm. really feeling like he hasn't been that spark on the fourth line that he usually is. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think he's been as good a penalty killer, as good a um, four checker, mostly on the penalty kill. Um, And I just haven't seen him get... I know he's got some wheels, so I haven't seen him use them as much this year. So uh, he's 30. He still has some time. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I think he could have a bounce back. And, um, yeah, I think I'm being a little hard on him because I think of him as the best fourth-line center in hockey, and he didn't live up to that this year. Um, Kiefer Bellows, Uh, C-? minus. Again, that – like. I would say Casey Sezikis has been better than Kiefer Bellows. It's a, it's a different standard for each player kind of. So I'm kind of like Barry in that I'm unfair to certain people, um, but I'm the opposite. I'm harder on the vets. Um, I mean, it makes sense because it's like, you know, you, you should, they should be more consistent or you should, yeah. you, know, you have an idea of what you should, should be able to expect from them. No, you're right. I should be the coach. You're right. <laughs> um, Kiefer Bellows has 13 points in 34 games and is starting to just look like a career fourth liner to me. He's a big guy. He doesn't skate great. Why don't you go hit some guys and occasionally score? He might just end up being Cal Clutterbuck on the left side. I mean, is that so bad? I mean, it is when you spent a first-round pick on him. Mm. And he probably Mm. won't. I'm starting to think that he's going to just get traded somewhere. Um, But – you know, hypothetically, if they find a way to get rid of Matt Martin and his not so great contract, uh, maybe Kiefer could just play fourth line. I don't know. We'll see. I'm just spitballing. Yeah. Zidane Chara, <laughs> F minus. 
I've been waiting the I whole year for this plus. <laughs> uh, he has no goals. Ten assists. Um, somehow is the best, second best plus minus on the team. He is atrocious. He has the it's most the intangibles, minutes. bro. We've been over this. Yes, he he's took been coaching up Dobson. last night. Last night he put around his arm around No Dobson and said, "Yes, I'm going to kill you." <laughs> um, yes, uh, yeah. no, but he had he had his positioning is a thing, and he has his he puts he can't his stick between the puck to break up passes. Sometimes you he know? cannot move for the life of him. Every time I see him get into a race for the puck where he has a fifty foot head start, he loses it. Um, he can't. He gets spun around in his own zone all the time. He takes way too many penalties. He's been and awful. I will be fair in one area. Um, he should not be playing this many minutes. And that is a joint failure. Uh, it's a failure by Lou for not providing an alternative. Um, and it's a failure of Barry for not recognizing that this guy sucks. I, I, there, was a, there was a point in the beginning of the season where you were like, I don't know if Barry's playing Chara so much to like show to Lou that he needs another defenseman. Um, or like, you were like, you were like, you were like, I was all, I was Alex jonesing it. Excuse me. I was Alex jonesing it. It was conspiracy theory. Yeah. 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 Oh, he's just trying to prove it to Lou. Um, actually side tangent related to that. I think this year has humbled Lou and Barry a little bit. Really? Last couple of years. Or I hope it has the last couple of years. They have been getting by on very little talent, but sticking very strictly to, um, you know, the, the system, mm-hmm. the, the, the Barry system. And I think they got a little bit carried away with how little talent they could put on a roster and still make the playoffs with. And that case in point, Oh, let's play Zidane Char for 56 games this year. Absolutely fucking not. no, <laughs> I'm sorry, but no. Um, Andy Green, fine. Andy Green, I think, has been better than Zdeno Chara, and that shows you how useless the plus-minus stat is because his is minus 12 and Chara's is plus 11. It's mm-hmm. useless. Um, um, yeah, so whatever. I hope it's humbled them a little bit, and I hope that it it shows Lou that they have to make some alterations to his formula. Um, Andy Green, C. I, he's just been fine. Yeah, I, I they bring him that. back on a one year on league minimum to like play seventh defenseman minutes. They, where they, he, they've been doing that like every year since they signed him, which is fine. fine but you know? the thing is, like, just he'll he can fit the seventh defenseman role. Mm-hmm. Just like figure out the top four. That's yeah. That's the more important part. Like the seventh defenseman is not quite as important. Um, Sebastian Ajo kind of flying over to Sebastian Ajo since he's next on the list has been terrible. Um, but in a more dynamic way than Zidane Ochara. <laughs> uh, Sebastian Ajo. He's falls been faster up. at being terrible. <laughs> yes. Sebastian Ajo does the embarrassing things, but faster. <laughs> um, he's been really bad. And I think um, he's, he's been an all-star in the AHL a few times, but that's just because he's a good offensive defenseman in the minors. And that just, doesn't translate to the NHL, which shows you how big a jump the NHL is from the AHL. And um, maybe I think he'd just be a good Bridgeport guy just to help the kids along. He's just a career minor leaguer. He's 25 years old. He's going to be 26, um, you know, sometime in the future. Uh, <laughs> Within He will age eventually. Um, and he's just proven that he's um, a wreck in his own zone. 
And uh, I still think he should be a forward. I've been <laughs> saying this all the time. Austin Zarnick, RIP, no rating. Uh, I mean, he played. Uh, he's not even on this list. Yeah, he played uh, one Ro- game. I thought uh, he played eleven games. Oh, he's not even. Yeah, because Grant Hutton's on this list, and he's only played seven. Jesus. Um, well, Austin- I'm using the NHL website. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Ross. I, I mean, the only. All right. There's only like one more regular that isn't a goalie. So I'll just jump to uh, Matt Martin and no, give him like. We have to do Ross Johnston. Okay, I'll do him after. Skip. My right. former favorite player. Ross Johnston, D. Uh, I think that's generous. <laughs> Matt, Martin, Matt Martin, D minus. Really? Well, it's hard to say because Ross only played 19 games. But um, yeah, Martin still has 190 hits. So he's still doing that. But um, he used to. I just don't notice uh him changing the game like he used to i think he's still laying the hits but he's a little bit slower to get into them Mm. um and uh that fourth line just it's just not good anymore it's like maybe everybody just had a down year and i think cal clutterbuck was the best on the fourth line by by a decent margin Mm -hmm. i would um who knows i could be being a little bit harsh but um i mean i mean it's sezikis has been you know, like not providing the, he's been, I, I don't know if it's his, okay. Not to get too much on a side note here. We said this was going to be a 15 minute episode. It's been yeah. almost an hour. Um, Jesus Christ. Sezikis <laughs> uh, uh, has obviously, you know, been taking a lot of penalties, more careless. It seems like he's more careless. I don't know yeah. though, if that's because what we talked about this again more recently, because we actually have seen each other in person, you know, contrary to contrary to what this would have you believe. Mm-hmm. is that um if the refs are calling a lot of soft penalties like across the league penalties are up yeah you know yeah, no, I, and so yeah. it's like there could be things that the fourth line regularly does Zeke's regularly does whether it's not a slash but you know what i mean like like uh just more rough than more rough uh like than usual or than expected and the refs are just calling it now um it could maybe be although re- recently it's been kind of what what we you know what people call the lazy penalties like hooking and like tripping mm. where you stopped moving your feet and so the guy beat you and so you just had to trip them yeah um the refs so used to I, didn't call that you know back in the 70s they, man they didn't care dude i i love watching highlights of 90s hockey and just watching the players like absolutely harass each other and there's no call you know it, it it's so triggering for someone that that like is now used to watching today's hockey to go mm-hmm. back to the 90s and watch a guy get mauled yeah and the, and the announcer be like oh he dove <laughs> it's great um actually That's really now, funny let's be positive for a sec let's start with Semyon varlamov oh okay yes um look at b. the goalies um maybe even better than uh, b b plus in that range um, um He's um, been kind of let down by his defense a lot of the year. Yes, I would. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And um, his stats are still respectable. Uh, 915 save percentage. The 283 goals against is just the team not playing well enough in front of him specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't noticed a ton of softies from him. Um, an interesting stat that they have on hockey reference is, um, what's this? Uh, quality start percentage. Percentage of starts where they were seen to be good, bad, or league average. Um, Sorokin, by that metric, has been significantly better than Varlamov. Um, there's usually a stat in here that's a little bit better. 
Um, like it adjusts for quality starts. Let's see, quality save percentage. Really bad starts. Sorokin has five. Varlamov has one. That's interesting. Um, really bad starts is save percentage below 85%. Interesting. Uh, goals against percentage. Um, oh, by that metric, Varlamov's been a little bit better. Hmm. Huh. Anyway, sorry. I'm getting a little bit into yeah. the, the weeds. Uh, goals saved above average. Okay, that's the one I was looking for. Goals saved above average. Sorokin's got 24.9 goals saved above average, which is like top five in the league. And Varlamov's like 5.1. So what that tells me is Varlamov saving the shots he he should and not stealing a bunch. Yes. And Sorokin is stealing a bunch. Mm -hmm. And we've noticed some softies, but that's been cleaned up recently. Yes, I agree with that. And that's like, like, so the, you know, basically before Sorokin started cleaning it up, that was like the paradox we pretty much dealt with all of last season i would say mm-hmm. yeah and you know and it carried on to this season and sorokin's continuing to get better and i would say varlamov is is as good as he's always been um you know like sometimes he's doesn't seem as sharp as he normally is but yeah. uh but i would say it's a the goaltending is about what i expected there's and and i would say if there's any increase in goals against it's 100 because the defense it just the team in general is just not yeah not playing i mean there's been goals you'll see it like like the team is just like nowhere inside. Yes. You know, block like blocking out the whatever the opponent team. It's just like yeah. how can that? How does that ever happen in an Islanders mm-hmm. team? So, yeah. And know. and even then, the Islanders have the best goaltending stats in the league. Yeah. So. Yep. Um. And, and you're right. That's so sad. I can't believe you just made me think of that though. Like they're literally wasting it. That is. It, that it is sucks. a little bit scary too because that is going. I mean, I believe in Sorokin. Sorokin has proved to me this year he's ready to be. I will vote for Sorokin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sorokin's proved to me this year he's capable of being the 1A. Uh, whereas oh, 100%. La- last year, it was, it, it's flipped from last year. And now uh, Varlamov is the capable backup who can start, whereas it was the other way around where uh, last year I feel like Varlamov was the steady one that you knew um, – could be a little bit more dependable. And this year, I think Sorokin has uh, been just so good that it's like made the soft one. And I think he rebounds from the soft ones, even within the games that he gives them up. I feel like, you know, he'll play a game where he gives up one goal and it was really soft, but he made 38 saves. Right. Yeah, exactly. And so and, and two of those saves should have were, you know, complete steals. Yeah. Yeah, he's had a lot of absolute steals this year. He's got a 927 save percentage. Yeah. Second best in the league. I actually see – oh, save percentage. Yeah, 927. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking at goals against, which is – He's got terrible. six shutouts. That's that's crazy to me that – it's like I even remember when the Islanders were playing, you know, touch and go in the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like he, he racked up like – I don't even know. Like most of his shutouts in the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then uh, – and I have him had, in like, fantasy. It's been great. What I have him in fantasy Sorokin. It's yes. been a fun time. Yes. Um, last thing, a uh, tiny little thing um, uh, on the Islanders is um, do you want to guess how many shootout goals they have this year? I know we only have one shootout win. Yes. Uh, so we probably have like three shootout goals. We have exactly three. <laughs> I'm trying to count up. Give me one sec. I'm trying to count up how many attempts we have because they don't. Oh, dude, there's there. been. I've I probably only actually seen two of the shootouts, and both of them went to like eight rounds. 
17. So it's like, it's like we're, we've been getting chances. 30 like attempts, we, three goals. That's, that's, that's so fucking sad. pathetic. That is sad. <laughs> and, you know, okay. So last thing I'm going to say before, because yep. I think we have to wrap it up. Um, I know we said we were going to go kind of talk about other divisions of the league, but uh, I mean, other divisions. We'll do that next week when we we'll, do this again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we'll do it next week in, in three months. <laughs> um, <laughs> we've been in a coma. Yeah. Yeah, guys. What this is the Islanders have only played like 12 games. Come on, calm down. Actually, I have an idea. What? I think we can very quickly, if I literally just say the name of the team and you don't let me say anything more, I think I can currently pick my NHL first round playoff. Okay. Let me just say this one thing. Okay. Which is uh, last, you know, last couple seasons, we've been good at overtime and shootouts, bad at the um, bad at power plays. Yep completely flipped i don't know if that's because of coaching changes style changes players i have no idea all all mm. the above none of the above um i'm sure plenty of people pointed that out but it, it's just it's frustrating because it's almost like from season to season you're like oh man like players are the same coaching's the same like you know yeah. like our, our our overtime whatever strategy has been good and who knows maybe a lot of other stuff happens there's a lot of moving parts but mm-hmm. but yeah anyway all right well the United States soccer team is five minutes away from qualifying. They would have to give up four goals in the last five minutes. So I think we're set there. The only ouchie is that Mexico finishes ahead of us now, but it literally doesn't matter because the top three teams qualify and Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. are going. So everybody, the richest countries in the region all got there. It's an underdog story. Anyway. All right. Here we're we go. A, we're a soccer podcast now. Yes. Here we go. I'm going to go through the playoff matchups for the first round only and say who I think is going to win right now. Go for it. We will do an eventual bracket when the time comes, but for now, here are my impressions. As of right now, Carolina would, uh, as the, sorry, Carolina's tied on points percentage. Florida's the one seed on points percentage. Florida would play Washington if the playoffs started today. I will take Florida in that series. Carolina would play Boston if the playoffs started today. That is a really difficult one. I'm going to, for now, say, um, I'm going to say Carolina. I, I don't want to get hurt by Carolina again, though, but I'll stick with them for Every now. Every year, man. Uh, Rangers, Pittsburgh. I have flipped on this. I will take the Rangers. I will take their goaltending in a playoff series, at least in the first round. Shesterkin will win them a series. Um, Tampa, Toronto. Tampa. Tampa's just, they could win the cup again. Um, Let's go to the West. Uh, Colorado is the one seed. They would play Dallas. Yeah, Dallas if the playoffs started today. Give me Colorado. Dallas uh, is good enough to put a fright in them, though. So that's interesting. Uh, Minnesota, Nashville uh, as the 2-3 in the Central. Um, Give me Minnesota. Marc-Andre Fleury could do it. Um, Calgary is the second seed overall in the West. They would play St. Louis right now. That is a series I will be watching every minute of. Um, and I'm going to take Calgary. And L.A. versus Edmonton. Um, probably going to be the least exciting series of the first round. Just because they're fine, both of these teams. But they're going nowhere. <laughs> like past the first round. And um, I will take... I guess I'll just take the upside in, in Connor McDavid and take Edmonton even though their goaltending is terrible. Um, all right. That's kind of right. where I, 
That's where I see it right now. Um, that that will rejuvenate me a little bit. Those videos will be fun to do because um, mm-hmm. I love doing my predictions. Um, at the end of the year, it's going to be really fun when I go over my predictions coming into this year and see how bad they were. Yeah. Uh, yeah, those are bad. Um, <laughs> you, don't have to, I, you don't have to. Remember. Those were so bad. Oh, yeah. man. Do you remember how stupid you were? Um, <laughs> so anyway, I will sign off, James, because you did the intro. Thank you for that. I am off of vocal rest, obviously. Uh, we are two minutes away from the U.S. qualifying for the World Cup, and I want to scream. Um, thank you for watching. Uh, the audio version of this will be available, the only audio version, which is the preferable one considering how I look. Um, and, uh, yeah, thank you so much for watching. That is that is in the description, by the way. It's on all of the you know Apple, Spotify. I know this is a long one, James. Stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just watch that. Or listen to it, I mean. It's better than watching. After you watch this, listen to that one. You know, yeah. what's the harm? Just get make sure you really got everything. In fact, listen to that and imagine us as hotter people. Actually, listen to it and try and line it up with the video and then let us know what happens. In fact, skip to the end. <laughs> skip to this part. If you made it to this part, just rewind, skip to the end. You're done. Yeah. All right. Um, all right. Bye. Bye. We did it.